Lord, comfort me. I need you right now. I need you now, Lord. I need you now. I need you now. I need you right, right now. I need you now, Lord. I need you now. I need you now. I need you right, right now. Until you come for me, just come for me. Until you come for me, just come for me. Yo, 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 I want to welcome you to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. You hears me. This is your brother, Yul, and I am back with another podcast. And listen, I don't know if y'all are actually in tune in the YouTube Christian environment. Um, but I am. I'm 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 fixed in it. Matter of fact, I am beginning to implement myself more into it with my voice, right? And the last couple of days or so, I'm gonna name names here because it's it's important because I want to actually give a response to what the spirit told me to give a response to and what God is leading me, right? So I'm gonna name names. The initial video was by a, a incredible man of God. I'm not going to slander anyone here, by the way. So if you're listening to that, you might as well just go ahead and unfollow me. That song by Toby. <laughs> that's the that's the mood for 2022. Okay, but back to my subject. What I was saying was, there's a great man of God by the name of Alan Parr, who's a famous Christian YouTuber. Um, has an incredible channel, um, a lot of great information, a lot of biblical videos. All his videos are Bible-based, by the way, um, and it provides a lot of topics that a lot of Christians, they they maneuver from. They don't want to address, but Alan does, and he does it with the grace and power that only few can do with integrity. Let me say it that way. He's a great man of integrity. And the vi every video I see from him is professional. You can tell it's done with a spirit of excellence and it's done with integrity. And I can truly honor and appreciate that from our good brother, Alan Parr. But he came out with a couple of videos um, that I knew for me was based on denominational views and his interpretation of scripture um, that I just disagree with. I'm just going to be frank when I say that. I disagree with it because I was, was like, no, that doesn't line necessarily up with scripture. Um, and it's more from an interpretation base, right? So um, one of the videos, most of the videos I am talking about are based on spiritual authority that believers have. And most recently, he had a video based on deliverance and casting out demons um, in which he basically said that we're not encouraged or even informed to cast out demons, which is not correct biblically. Right. It's not correct. Um, however. With that being said, three brothers in the faith who are also great men of God who are specialized God has led them to the deliverance deliver, deliverance ministry 
uh, casting out demons and speak about that, write books on it, refuted what he said, right, on that video. Those people are Isaiah Salvador, Apostle Alexander Pagani, and a brother that I'm just getting familiar with. His name is Mike, and I forgot his last name, so forgive me, but he's another brother who was with them. And they broke down his video, uh, Alan Parr video, fact by fact, in which Alan gave, I believe, six or seven facts. They were, they, with scripture, agreed with some of them, and with scripture, disagreed with some of them. It was really done well. They done it with grace. They didn't slander Alan. They just looked at the video. And according to scripture, they responded. They prayed for the brother. All three pastors prayed for him. They just said, they stated their ministry. They stated their credentials. They provided scripture. They provided a great exegesis. They provided great context. They really did a wonderful job. So to yesterday, because I'm, I'm, I'm recording this the day after, Alan Parr, kind of gave a response to their video without saying it's a response. But you can tell it was a response to their video. He, you know, was on a, a, a YouTube live stream. He was taking questions and he gave a response, basically reiterating points he made in his initial casting out video per se. It was kind of like, listen, I, I, I'm going to give a response because I know that I'm kind of taking heat from their, the, the three brothers in deliverance ministry video. It was done, but again, it was done with integrity. It was done in professionalism. It was done with a spirit of excellence. But you can tell that it was more of a response to what their re reaction to what they did as opposed to a response that was led by the spirit of God. It was a reaction video to, hey, I saw what they did. Let me react. Let me come with another stream to talk about that. It wasn't done, done bad. It wasn't done without tact, but you can tell that it was not as planned as those brothers' videos was. It was more or less like, let me reiterate what I told y'all before. I'm not shifting from that. Let me go more in depth and let me answer your questions. Wasn't done in a bad way, so I don't want it to come off as if what Alan did was in a bad way. But after listening to both videos more than once, sleeping on it, praying about it, I have to say this. And even studying some scripture myself, I have to say this. That Isaiah, Apostle Pagani, Pastor Mike, just did a better job at providing scriptural backing for what they believe. Those brothers believe in de the deliverance ministry. They believe that cast out demons. Those brothers believe that we have authority in Christ and they backed it up with scripture. Brother Alan Parr doesn't necessarily disagree with that. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm stating that right. 
He doesn't necessarily disagree with that, but he does not believe our spiritual authority is the same as Jesus. Did you understand what I just said? He doesn't disagree that we have authority. He just doesn't think our authority is the same as Christ Jesus. He also doesn't believe casting out demons happens as often as a, that's needed as often as these brothers do. Alan Parr doesn't believe that a Christian can be possessed, be possessed by a demon. That's debatable. Pastor Allen also doesn't believe that we have the same spiritual authority Jesus had, because if we did, we will walk on water. We will do miracle signs that Jesus did. He doesn't believe that we have that as of today. He also believed that the casting of demons ministry kind of ceased with the apostles somewhat. That's words he said. That's not words I'm saying. And to that, I disagree with. There are some things that I understand what Alipar is saying, and I agree with the premise of it. But from a scripture standpoint, I disagree with it because I understand his denomin denominational view is more reformed and they take out the supernatural per se and they provide more practicality and a moral standard to be the lifestyle of the believer. And that's more lifted up with scripture as opposed to leading up the Holy Spirit and trusting that there's power in the Holy Spirit per se. They interpret power of the Holy Spirit differently. They, it's not to say they don't have, believe Holy Spirit provide power, but I think it's more based in conduct than miracle signs and wonders. Like, so his scriptural, his doc, doctoral belief is centered around that. And I wanted to touch on that because there's some good things in both of what they're saying. Like, I think both ends of the spectrum, denominational views are true. So I don't want to be the person that say, hey, I, I agree with this person or this person. I'm coming with a balanced perspective. I know this church don't like that because the church make you feel you got to be on one side or the other side, but they can be a purple side. They don't have to be a red or blue side. They can be a purple side. It can be a blend of both. And I, and I, and I believe a blend of both. But if I was going to lean to one side more, it would definitely be the deliverance ministry side based on me personally experiencing me personally casting out demons in people and seeing those demons. Now, there are some things I truly do believe from Alan Parr that he did and said that I agree with. Like there are things I agree with. I don't think everybody has a demon that says they have a demon. I do agree with that. I don't think everything should be demonized. I do agree with that. And that's what's one of Alan Parr points. However, I don't disregard there is demonic presence. And if we can go by scripture and say we wrestle not against flesh or blood and then go into this, we wrestle but with darkness and evil spirits and rulers of darkness and principalities. If we can go by those scriptures, which tells us put on the armor of God then we have to understand there are specific demonic presence that do attack us. My pastor, Pastor Ronaldo Hardy, came out with a great uh, 
series, which is called Spiritual Warfare, where he biblically goes through different set of demonic spirits that people can have. They can be oppressed by it or they can be demonized by it. That we could be wrestling and battling. And I also want to address this one thing. Can a Christian have a demon? So I would lean now to the evidence I have as a yes. And let me tell you why I say that. I say that. And I can provide scripture if need be. I truly believe that once you confess Jesus as Lord, that you believe, confess, and accept him in your heart, you are automatically saved. At that moment, you become a Christian. But that does not remove. That does not remove the things that you can be harboring in your soul. That does not remove the things that you're battling in the sin nature, the flesh. That doesn't remove those things. Those things may need to be removed with deliverance. So you can be in Christ and still battling things before Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can be in Christ and battling things before Christ. You can be in Christ and battling lust and perversion, a spirit of perversion. You can be in Christ and battle those things. There's too many pastors there's too many women and men of God that still have addictions to pornography that are demonic. But they're believers. And you got to ask yourself, is that just is that just their morality? Is that just their nature or is it demonic? It it can be demonic. Is that all cases? No. But can it be? Yes, it can. I, I've, I've wrestled with this and I have to say, yes, it can. There's people with more than that. Witchcraft. You can believe Christ with all your heart, your mind and still dabble in witchcraft. And we look at witchcraft as, you know, from a certain perspective, witchcraft, voodoo. I'm not talking that. I'm talking witchcraft. You can be extremely manipulative. That's a form of witchcraft. You can be battling that thing. Is that a, a character issue? It can be, but can it be demonic? Yes, it can. It can be something inside of you that just chooses to manipulate people. We see it in church all the time. And there's other things, a spirit of hardiness, a rebellious spirit that the enemy can insert inside of you. Could it be? Character? Yes. Could it be based fuel from hurt? Yes. But could it be the enemy, the spirit that we wrestle not against because we we wrestle not against flesh and blood? Could it be a spirit that we're wrestling against that's inside of us creating rebellion in us? Yes, it can. So you can't, you know, you can't just say 
Um, it's it, I know it comes off as a nuance, but you just can't say, hey, those things leave once you confess Christ and Jesus is Lord. Those things just don't go away because those things are in your soul. Those things could be strongholds in your soul. And because they're strongholds in your soul, it may take deliverance for those things to be removed. Is that always the case, though? No, it's not always the case, which is why I'm saying you can be demonized. I don't like to say possessed, right? Because I think when people think possessed, they mean a demon is possessing me. I'm controlled by this demon. No, I could think you can be demonized, though. I do think that there's a demonic presence that's guiding you, whether that's perverted, perversion, whether that's rebellion, whether that's hardiness, whether that's a spirit of death. How many pastors kill themselves? That's a spirit of death. So I do think that you can be demonized. And based on that, that enemy uses you in certain areas of your life and it may not show up in other areas of your life that you need deliverance from. Am I being clear with that? One moment here. I'm, I'm getting notes ready. So I truly believe those two things can be true. So I don't want to disagree with Brother Allen and I don't want to say that he's totally wrong. I kind of side more with the deliverance ministry because I think Brother Allen, his denominational view removes authority in Christ and power in Christ. And it only speaks more of, 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 of Christian character and working out your salvation with fear and trivially. I think it's more based on that than it is on believing in the authority and power of Christ. And we can go into scriptures for that, where Paul says that kingdom of God is more than words, <laughs> but it's power. You can go by that, or you can say, or you can go by scripture where they said, where, where it's stated, oh my God, glory to God. This is the scripture I want to provide y'all. A form of godliness, godliness, but but denying its power thereof. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. I don't think that's brother Allen, though, because that's in Second Timothy and he's talking about a certain person. But I do think that that can be shown in denominations. Come on, man. I, I do think that some denominations have a form of godliness, but denying its power, the power of God. I, I do think that's in some denominations. The denominations that that disagree with charismatic Christianity, the, the, the Christianity that dances with the organ, the Christianity that uh, 
lay hands and cast out demons and believe in the sick being healed and believe in words of faith, believe in healing, believes in uh, Christians should be wealthy and rich. I, there are denominations that disagree with that. And I also think in those denominations I just spoke of, words of faith, there's some perversion in it as well. So I can understand why they're, they're dis, there's distaste for it. Because we've seen those situations where people in those denominations have, have not, some have lacked integrity. I won't say all because that's not true. Some have lacked integrity. But I've also seen in reform, they've lacked integrity too. We can name those names as well. So I think it becomes a, a divisional war per se. Like, I got to believe this or I got to believe this. Like, I got I to gotta be this extremeness of not believing that you can do all this because this has changed where you alter the Bible. Or I believe this other stream where you can have all this power as well and then disappointed, disappointed when it doesn't manifest the way you want it to be. I think there's problems in both, man. And I think you have to find the balance in both. You can take some of what Alan Parr says and apply it. You can take what the other brothers do and apply it and understand there's there's a bit of both that's needed to advance the kingdom. Um, nobody knows it all. I don't think any denomination of you has it all. And so what you want to do is test the spirit by the spirit. You want to receive what they're saying by the spirit and what you, you know and discern to not be accurate biblically. You just remove that. I had a great mentor that said it this way. You eat the meat, but you throw away the bones. There are places and times where you're going to have to eat the meat. You're going to have to realize that, hey, what they're saying here in this place is really good. And I receive it and I'm applied to my knowledge and also make it applicable in my everyday life. But what they're saying here is not biblically off. I feel a discernment. There's not peace in my spirit of what they're saying. And let me do a little bit more research. And ah, I, I just I just don't agree with that thing. Ah, something about what they're saying is just not resonating with me. Let me do some 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 more research and studying and yielding to God. Let me pray about that thing and God will reveal something differently to you. But what happens is it's all or nothing usually. It's all or nothing where I got to feel a certain way about this or I got to feel a certain way about that. And when I don't feel one extreme or the other, I become I become dogmatic to one side and then I just banish everything from the other side. You don't have to do that. There can be a purple. There can be a eating the meat, throw away the bones. There's great leaders that from any denomination I can re re uh, receive from because what I do is I eat the meat and I throw away the bones. There are some stuff that I believe from that denominational view that I'm going to embrace 
And there's some things that I want that I would just say, mm, I don't agree with that. I'm going to move myself from when you speak about this topic, because I realize that your denominational view, your interpretation, it shows heavily against that. So I'm, I'm not going to listen to that per se. I'm not going to receive that per se, but I am going to receive all of this other stuff, right? And another thing we do is we throw away brothers because they don't know it all. There's not one one preacher, teacher, leader, pastor, pastor, apostle, bishop, whatever you may believe that will be 100% sound in their doctrine. Not one. I don't care. That's me included. I don't know it all. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. I'm te I'm talking to someone right now. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need something that is for our way, our knowledge to guide us in those moments when we don't know it. It cries and teaches us. It cries out to us. It teaches us. It leads us. It guides us. It is the great instructor. It provides those in those moments where we don't know. It provides the information that we need. Nothing will teach you like the Holy Spirit will teach you. Flat out. Nothing will teach you like the Holy Spirit will teach you. That doesn't mean disregard scripture because the Holy Spirit will align with scripture, but it may align in a way of a scripture you read 10, 10, 15, 20 times, and it will give you new revelation of that scripture that you never reviewed, viewed it from based on Holy Spirit revealing revelation and a perspective that you never had. So it's teaching you differently based on revelation is different. The Holy Spirit with the word come on, guides you and teaches you. So there won't be one side that I lean to. Like I'm not here to this brother par. I'm not here to diss the other brothers. But what I am saying is they're purple. There's purple. There's purple. <laughs> which means that I can receive from both. I can love both. I can pray for both. I can intercede for both. I saw a video. Let me tell you about these YouTube spaces right quick, man. Y'all wild out here. There's a lot of brothers in YouTube spaces that are really just making videos. I call them heresy hunters. They're making videos just to diss other YouTube Christians based on their denominal view. So they listen to pastors. They listen to other YouTube great women and men of God. And they say, hey, I'm going to make this video just to rebut what they said, just to refute what they said. And then say, hey, you shouldn't even believe this person is a Christian. They are a false teacher. They're false teacher finders, basically. That's so wild to me, man. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. And they got scripture to back how they feel. And they and they will tell you they're doing everything in love. There's no love there, man. That's accusations. Whenever you have more videos to accuse than to instruct, then you got to check your heart at what you're doing. A lot of it, I truly believe, is for clout. I'm not going to name names there. And I'm not trying to slander anyone. I truly believe it's to garnish attention. Because when you point to someone and say, hey, they're wrong. Now look at me. 
Amen. There's some clout chasing there. Amen. There's some clout chasing there. If you point to another brother or sister in Christ as opposed to just the truth in Jesus and allowing them to follow you as you follow Christ, then there's some clout chasing there. And that needs rebuking, right? I'm not here to rebuke anyone. I'm just saying I don't fool with them. Because my Holy Spirit, that's their word again, discerns when a brother or a sister is truly trying to help the body. And it also discerns where it's just slander. And I can't receive that. Now, do I knock those brothers and sisters or do I provide grace for them as well? I'm going to always lean with giving grace. I'm going to always lean with giving grace. But I'm not going to listen to your video while giving grace. I had a situation recently on Twitter where a brother who it was was in the faith of Christianity denounced it. He's now an agnostic. Well, I was an agnostic for a decade, so I understand. And so I made a post that basically said, listen, right now, I'm going to mute that brother because he's now an enemy to the kingdom of God. And not based on him being an agnostic, but you can say that. But based on his tweets, there were just problematic tweets for me. So I basically said, listen, I'm going to mute him based on these tweets because he's giving false teaching based on his church hurt. So I'm going to mute it because it's problematic. Man, I got some I got some rejection from Christians. I got some Christians looked at me crazy. The brother himself even retweeted my tweet and he tried to put on a victim role. And I just went under his comments because I, I knew I wasn't going to touch him, but I wanted other Christians to see, hey, this is my perspective. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm not going to let you use a, a hurt mentality when you're hurting the church as well. And I'm just simply saying I'm disconnect, disconnecting from you based on your hurt. There's other non-believers I believe I follow. Lupe Fiasco come to mind. But there's a difference from saying, hey, we can communicate even though we don't have to believe the same. We can communicate. There's a difference in that in communicating, even though I don't believe what you may believe. And you dissing what I believe and thinking I have to be in proximity of that. That's different. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let you diss what I believe. And we got to be cool. No, we're not cool. If you diss my family, I'm going to separate on that. That doesn't mean I hate you. That means I can't. I don't fool with you based on your position, based on your mindset. Now, when that mindset change, we can be cool. We can we can chop it up. Maybe on the same level. Maybe right. However, based on how what you're doing how you're doing it, what you're saying, being hurtful and offensive to me, let me disconnect. And I'm only mentioning this because I had a whole other podcast talking about this situation and God just convicted me not to release it. Straight up. Because he first told me that I have influence now, my voice has influence. And do I want that perception to be put out? And I said, no, God, I want to show one of love and honor. Even though I didn't slander the brother in that video, I didn't feel good about putting that video out. 
And God convicted me on that. You know why? The Holy Spirit. So I'll end this video with this. Allow God to lead. We don't have to throw away babies with bath water. We don't have to stay in proximity of a person that distances us either to display love. Because we think love means to accept everything someone does. And that's just not true. Love is exactly what 1 Corinthians 13 says it is. There's a things and forms in love that doesn't mean I have to embrace toxicity toxic behavior and situations. I don't have to agree with everything and say, I love you. I'm not sure on where that definition becomes. I don't have to agree with everything you do and it be, I love you. Love is saying, hey, regardless of your stance, regardless of how you feel, I'm going to value you and honor you. I'm not going to slander you. Love is not just one perspective of the individual. I have to love myself too. Love shouldn't mean that I harm me. That I stay in a position of hurt to prove my loyalty and love to you. That's not love, man. For me. And so I just challenge everyone here. To... Embrace some purple. There's some things you can take from each side. And honor. There's some things that I can receive from Brother Allen. There's some things I can receive from the other brothers in the delivery, deliverance ministry. There's some things I can receive from Jay Crumb. Not at this moment because he muted. There's some things I can understand. And embrace. But those are also some things they can embrace for me, too. And though I don't, I'm not going to be a string. I'm going to stay in purple. To be balanced about both. That's how you remove dogmatic mindsets. Listen, I pray that this word, this conversation edifies you. I pray that what I'm saying here touches your heart to make you see that we don't have to create division with brothers and sisters because we don't we don't 100 agree with their denomination of you now if you just want to separate from a brother and the holy spirit is telling you do that follow the holy spirit i'm never going to tell you stay in a position or a place in which god is convicting you to leave do what the holy spirit tells you to do but i'm also saying you don't have to diss everything they do you don't have to say, hey, everything you do, I'll fool with. When there is some truth there. Take on some purple. This is don't take with nickels. Listen, this is your brother Yule. Till next time. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for listening to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. I do not take that for granted. I'm honored and I need you to do something while you still here. 
rate the podcast, rate it five stars, and also subscribe so you can know when new podcasts are coming out. We appreciate you. I thank you. Don't take wooden nickels because they don't spin. Peace.